You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today we have Sean Sever from SPLNC and Associates. Uh, Sean, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you give us a little bit of background about you as a nurse? Like what kind of nurse um, have you been in your career? And we'll start there. Well, first let's start off. I was in the service. I did no nursing in the service. And then when I retired, I decided I needed a second career. So I went into nursing and um, I've always liked taking care of people. I'm a people person. So I started out like with home care, didn't like that as a new nurse. So then I finally got into the hospital. So I went and did medical surgical, um, love taking care of surgical patients, you know, getting to know them, the medical portion, they were there for longer periods of time. I got to attach to patients. So I had to leave because I would just ball my eyes out at times. And then I went to the ER. So most of my career was in the ER. And then when a pediatric ER opened up in the same city in a different hospital, I went over there because I love kids. So I was in the pediatric ER trauma center in Lansing for um, like 10, 11 years of my career so far. And then I got burned out and now I do in-home infusions and then injections for kiddos in their homes. And I also do legal nursing on the side, making that more full-time so that I can stay at home. Okay, so how did you get into legal nursing? What was your kind of first um, introduction to it? Um, I like law. I rode as an Ingham County Mounted Division Officer, and when I was doing police work, I liked doing that, so then I went and got my master's in criminal justice, and then I seen that there was an opportunity to take not only my nursing and my law degree into um, reviewing medical records and making sure, you know, the patients were taken care of and that there weren't any mishaps happening that shouldn't have been happening. Okay. Um, and so uh, did that, uh, at what point did that occur? Like, so you were working as a med surge nurse and then an ED and pediatric ED. Um, were you exposed to it during that time period? Absolutely. Um, so in 2014 is when I got my master's degree in criminal justice, and that's when I opened up my LNC business. Okay. Well, did you do any kind of training or did you just know what to do? Um, nope. I went through LNC stat out of Florida and got my certification through them. Spent many, 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 many hours <laughs> with all the training and stuff because there are things you just need to know and you can't you can do it on your own, but it's a trial and error. So if you have some guidance, it's always better to reach out to somebody, even the seasoned LNC, they're always willing to help. Um, did you find it difficult to get started as an LNC? So after studying everything that you studied and getting your certification, did the work just kind of pour in or, or how did that no. work? <laughs> Not at all. It didn't just start pouring in. Even today, you still have to 
you know, market, 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 just because there are so many nurses out there that market and you might not do the report like the attorney wants, or they have a different background they need. So they'll reach out to somebody else to do it. So it's all dependent on your attorneys, but then you also have to get through the gatekeepers, we call them, <laughs> which is going to be their secretaries and their paralegals. But once you get in and you're able to work side by side and show them that, you know, you're there to help them, then they will like to suck you up and say, oh, I'm so glad you're with us. So I just got that. I just had that in my career happen to me over the last three months. So it's been fantastic. Yeah, but so do you um, do you specialize in anything in particular or how do you um, how do you market yourself? Right now, I am really pushing medical cost projections. That is my love. I love to cost out injuries and future medical needs for the client. So that's more based towards personal injury and workers comp. I do like to do those med mal practices that deal with the ER because that's where I am based out of is like more ER. Um, so if it's a case that belongs to like a med search floor or oncology floor, I'll hire in a nurse to do the reports for me. Um, so do you have like a group of nurses that you subcontract out to? Yeah, we have a huge network all the way across the United States. Okay, is that something that you set up? Nope, that's LNC Stat has that, but then there's multiple different little groups that you can go into on Facebook and join their groups. And if you need assistance, you put on what you're looking for and you'll get multiple replies. Okay, and is that something that you did early on? Yes. Okay, so you got uh, some of these subcontracts and then figured out what it was that you needed to do. Um, and then tell me about, uh, your first attorney that you were able to get on your own? My first attorney was when I went to the Pilma conference and I was an exhibitor and it was a um, personal injury case and he was out of St. Croix. So his case didn't, get, didn't win, of course, which is kind of sad. However, he was very satisfied with the work product. It was just, it was a one vote too short. <laughs> for the poor gentleman. Um, but yeah, that was back in 2015 when I went to the Pilma conference. Uh, and, and what was that experience like? Were you like nervous doing it or? <laughs> um, let me just tell you, my armpits were always wet. <laughs> Cause you know, yeah, we're all professionals, but attorneys can be intimidating. You know, I'm it's just, that's the way it is. Even though I've been in the military for so many years and dealt with generals and stuff, it's still a different profession. So you got to know the lingo too. You know, they are people, they put their pants on the same way we do, but still <laughs> it was very nerve wracking. Yes. <laughs> so did that attorney, did he keep giving you more work or did he refer you to his colleagues? He retired. He didn't tell me he was retiring. <laughs> You're like, no, you can't retire quite yet. I need more work. <laughs> exactly. And then I landed another gentleman from that same conference, but it took me a year and a half to get the case from him. Why did it take so long? For them to get the records and for the client to actually say he wanted to pursue it. Oh, so that, that's a whole uh, component of the legal system that you're not always aware of, that things take a long time. <laughs> right. I am more aware now. So when you first start, you know, and the attorney says, oh, I want to give you this case, just be patient because <laughs> it's not them always. It's like the facilities, they just don't want to give up them records. And sometimes they subpoena the records three, four times before they even get them. So 
Yeah. So don't, don't be like, oh my God, they said they're going to give me this case. And now it's, I don't have it. And it's like, yep. Like right now I'm waiting on a, a group of records and I've been waiting three weeks and I just reached out again. They just checking in, you know, making sure we're still on. And he goes, oh yeah, yeah. I just don't have my records yet. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, I get it. Uh, so how long does it take to kind of summarize records or, or tell me a little bit about what uh, your role is as the legal nurse consultant and you know what kind of um, you know how much work is involved in in doing what you do so if you get a case the most important thing is you need to have like an intake with your um, attorney like you know what is the date of injury what is the complaint what are we going after what did they say went wrong once you have that basis down, then you can start and you start from the date of injury and you go backwards and then you go forward because you want to go back to where the incident was or you want to go back to previously before the incident to see what was going on to see why it might have happened and then moving forward, see if anything else had occurred. So you're building chronologies, you're doing the research, you're making sure the standards of care were all met by all parties involved um then you're putting your reports together some want just a chronology or some want just a verbal report some want you to just review the record for merit so it just depends on what that attorney actually wants some want it in a spreadsheet some want it on a word document some want it on a pdf so it's all based on what your attorney wants and always make sure you do what they want you have to conform to them to keep them Right. So how much, how much time would like an average kind of case take you to do? Well, it depends on how many pages and how many records you get. Um, let's see. I got one last week just to cost, cause this was a medical cost projection and I had to review 5,000 pages. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yes. Because you don't want to miss anything to cost out, you know, um, cause you're not in costing past injuries that could be potentiated from the new injury. You want to make sure you're covering all your bases. So it took me five days to do it, to write it up, to cost it out. Um, generally, the records that you get with a, um, a costing projection, you might have a thousand pages, which isn't too bad because you can zoom through some of them because you know what you're looking for. But like if you're doing a med mail case, I've reviewed 10,000s of pages. And sometimes that takes you two weeks just because there's so many and you can't miss anything. And you've got the EMR. It's a challenge sometimes to review because everything, you know, those tables that we chart on, they all come in one page. So you've got time zones and different flow sheets for each area. Right. So what do you think the uh, major benefit is of using like a legal nurse consulting uh, consultant and what do attorneys who don't have an LNC, what do they use to help them with these 10,000 pages of like content? So they have their paralegals. God bless them. They are very smart, but the benefit of an LNC within attorneys, we're not going to take away the legal aspects of what those paralegals do. But that's not our goal. Our goal is to do the medical records. We know medicine. We work in the medical field. We know what to ask for record-wise. You know, we don't want those attorneys to miss anything. You know, those paralegals, they already work so doggone hard. And for them to have to put aside doing their depositions or doing their discoveries or doing all that legal stuff that they have to do by filing the complaints and all that, we can take that 
medical record load from them and assist them. Okay, so the paralegals don't see you as like competition or a threat on their job or anything? Some do. Yes, they do. That's why we can't get through the gatekeepers. <laughs> and it's like, no, we don't want your job. We just want to help you with those medical records. You know, that's all we want to do. You do you, we'll do us and we'll be together. You know, we'll work side by side. <laughs> um, so what are what are some of kind of the challenges of uh, working in this in this type of business consistency and like you know with COVID being closed down they didn't want anything done because they didn't know when the courts were going to bulk up you know open back up so they didn't have any real lots of work for us to do because who knew when you know where the statute's going to run out because some states there's only two years of statute limitations so if you don't have any courts and you didn't have zooms because they didn't have it all figured out they didn't have work for us they didn't put all like a COVID hold on moratorium or the they did but it took so many months for them to figure it out we we were without work for like six months oh yeah we didn't have any casework because they didn't know where the cases were going to go so you know there's always hiccups but that's okay it's the field so when you start out in legal nurse consulting uh Generally, it's kind of as a side hustle or part-time gig. What does it take to make it a full-time business? Persistence. <laughs> Persistence. Huge. Be determined. Don't give up on yourself. Um, I've been at it since 2014. I could have thrown my hands in several times, but I just don't. I, you know, if I get a case, I get a case. I don't, I don't. I look at it like this. If I get a case, I'm always learning something new. If I can subcontract, I'll do it in a heartbeat. Because um, you always learn from that other person. You know, everybody does something different. So it's always, to me, important to just don't give up. Don't give up on your dream. Be persistent. So how many, in order to make it a full-time business, though, do you need a certain number of attorneys that you're working with? Like, where would you feel comfortable? If I could have two to three attorneys guaranteed, I'd be set. Because if they're going to consistently send you cases, you're going to have tons of work. Okay. And, and consistently send you cases. Is that like a case a week or a case a month or? Um, it would depend on the pages of the cases. So maybe one to two could be four to six. So like with medical cost projections, I could do almost three to four a week. <laughs> Uh, so how do you do your marketing now? Are you, do you continually market to new attorneys or how, what, what are you doing? I do new, I do old, I send out new stuff. I try to educate, um, always on LinkedIn. That's my easiest platform. Um, you can send out your emails, but a lot of times they go to spam so they don't get read. You can do snail mail, but a lot of times it gets thrown in the garbage you know, they don't even open it at all. It's just an advertisement. So when, before COVID, I would drive to the big cities and actually walk the streets and actually go introduce myself and give them handouts and try to give candies and cookies. And so, yeah, that's what I liked to do because then you get a face-to-face, -face, you know, you're not just doing, here's my information. You don't know me from Adam. Would you please hire me? <laughs> right, right. That's the, I think that's the hardest part because it's like, if you don't know attorneys and I always say, you know, your business is only as good as who you know or who you're willing to get to know and to get to know the attorneys, especially if you're, you're going into their office cold, that's, that 
that makes my blood go cold. I'm like, oh my God, that's so intimidating. <laughs> it is very intimidating. But once you get in and you say hi to the, you know, to the secretary at the door and you have a conversation and if they say that your attorney is busy, you just say, that's okay. Here, can you take, you know, a couple of my handouts and here's some good chocolates for you. Enjoy. And then you walk out and then you're like, you're going, oh my God, that was tough. <laughs> and it's funny because when you say it it sounds so easy but i i've been in that situation and you are you're like in cold sweat (laughs) this is true but how many times does a nurse go into you know a trauma room and you're in a cold sweat because you're like oh crap you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i've always worked neurocritical care and trauma and it's just kind of like i'll take a trauma any day like that you know somebody's brains coming out of their head no problem but go in and give an attorney chocolates oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) um okay so what kind of services do you offer as an lnc and and did you always offer these services or is this something that's grown over the years so I always started out with the um, medical malpractice review cases that would be providing their chronology, their merit review, um, their reports. I've added the medical cost projections. Um, I've just finished the um, life care, certified life care planning. I've got the uh, certificate, but now I have to study for my certification. <laughs> so I have to go take that test. So you always want to advance and learn. So I continually add things. Okay. Uh, and you do, you do a lot of LinkedIn. Um, how do you work with LinkedIn to find clients? Just do a search, you know, you find them on there and then you go to the, the, um, internet and you look them up and you see if there's any emails available there. If not, you try to message them, um, through the LinkedIn as well. Okay. Making posts on their posts, you know, making comments on their posts, you know, it just helps them get to know who you are. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the, the funny thing in marketing is that, you know, everybody's always trying to chase after the next great thing. And it really always comes back to like pure basics, develop a relationship with somebody. It takes a while, you know, yeah. um, and it's a numbers game as well. Uh, we usually teach our nurses to pick 50 people and spend 12 weeks getting to know those 50 people as much as you possibly can. Right. Um, Because LinkedIn is a forever search. I mean, you could spend the next 20 years and not hit a fraction of the people on LinkedIn. Exactly. (laughs) But that one time hits not enough. Nope, you gotta do it several times. Um, So what do you see, uh, so, when do you anticipate kind of going full-time in this um, and what else are you doing at this point to supplement income? Um, So uh, my goal is if I can continue to do these medical cost projections to be full-time by December this year. Oh my gosh. That's really fast. Yeah. It it hit me two months ago. Well, it started May 5th. So yeah, almost two months ago now. And it's been consistent except for a couple of weeks here and there, but that's okay. Cause you got those two holidays, you know, people just back off, take vacations. It's summer. I get it. But my supplemental income is I do in-home infusions for alpha one antitrypsin deficiency patients. So they have to get an infusion every week. So I have the same clients every week. I have seven of them and they're all phenomenal patients. That sounds, um, yeah, that sounds that sounds great. Um, 
Okay, so what is kind of your big vision for this? Do you have, um, do you ever anticipate having other legal nurse consultants working for you or do you see yourself as kind of like a solopreneur? I would like to see my business grow and I would like to bring on anybody who wants to learn new, old, whomever. I would just like to help other nurses, you know, if they don't want to do bedside nursing anymore and they want to do this and they have, or they have young and they've got kids and they want to stay home with their kids. I just want to be able to help those who help me grow. Yeah. So, and you're in different Facebook groups. Is that right? Correct. Okay. I have my own. And then I'm in, um, you ever heard of Janice Dolnick? Yes. I'm in her group. Um, she's got several different groups, just all the LNC groups that I can get into, you know, the personal injury groups, the paralegal groups, anything that revolves around what we do. Awesome. Um, okay. So how can, uh, nurses that they're interested in working with you or getting subcontracts with you, um, how could they find you? Um, they can find me on Facebook. They can find me on LinkedIn. They could email me. I'm always willing to help. And your website is splegalnurse.com. Okay, Sean. Well, thank you so much for this. This was really great. Uh, we really appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us.